You're listening to Rewire Your Worth. I'm your host, Heather Love, and I'm a subconscious mindset coach, a spiritual and integrative life coach, and a certified hypnotist who is obsessed with learning about how the brain works, why we do what we do, how to rewire the subconscious mind, and creating new and fun ways to regulate the nervous system. You're in the right place if you're ready to change your perception of worthiness, find your self-confidence, overcome your fears, step into your truth, and fall madly in love with your life. Welcome to this magical adventure where I'll help you learn the tools you need to rewire your neural pathways and step into your power with radiance and courage. So grab your headphones, get comfy, and let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Rewire Your Worth. I'm so happy you're here. October has been flying by already, and past experience has taught me that the last couple of months of the year seem to be over in the blink of an eye. So I'm really trying to soak in every moment and be present. So if you needed a little reminder to spend less time on your phone and more time with friends and family and doing things that make you happy, this is it. I have been having a lot of conversations lately that have a common theme. And whenever that happens, I feel called to bring it to the podcast. And that theme is control or certainty, or sometimes it even looks like perfectionism. But I thought it would be fun to dig into what exactly is going on in our brains when we're trying to control an outcome, because it's really more than just someone's personality or habits, though feeling in control can definitely be a habit for some people. The first thing that I think is important to note is just how much the brain thrives on certainty. It likes to know exactly how things are going to work, how long something is going to take, and what the outcome is going to be before it ever starts down a path. So if you've ever felt that resistance to starting something new or trying something different, take comfort in knowing that You're not just being stubborn, but there is an actual scientific reason behind it, and it's completely normal. I think we can often be so hard on ourselves or others when fear sets in and stops us from moving forward. But the truth of it is that this behavior is actually wired into us from literally forever ago. I'm sure you've heard of fight, flight, or freeze. And essentially what this is, is your brain's response to something it perceives as dangerous. Now, the way our brains have evolved over the years has made it so that the word dangerous has greatly shifted. Back in the caveman days, quote unquote, dangerous was when you couldn't find food and you might starve to death or when you were being chased by an actual lion and you would get eaten if you didn't get away or when winter was coming and you had to find supplies to keep warm so you didn't die. I'm sure there were other instances, but you have to remember how much simpler things were back then. So if it wasn't an actual matter of life or death, 
it wasn't even given a second of thought. What has happened over time as humans have become more complex, so have their lives, but also so has the circuitry that's wired into our brains. While life and death situations are still there, of course, those aren't the thoughts that actually take up the most space in the brain. Today, we perceive dangerous as showing our true selves on social media or public speaking or saying how we really feel about something or walking into a room full of strangers. While times have changed, the brain still perceives these things as a threat to its well-being. Ultimately, 95 to 98% of all of our daily thoughts, actions, behaviors, and beliefs are unconscious, meaning that we don't think about most of what's going on in our lives because it's automatic. When we consider the simplicity of humans, however many years ago, because they had less to think about, their conscious minds and their unconscious minds were more integrated. But today, the world we live in and how humans operate is so complex that the separation between the worlds in our brains has become increasingly wide. What's interesting though, and how this relates to control, is that most humans think the statistic is the other way around and that they control 95 to 98% of their lives. And it's only a small portion of things that is uncertain or left up to fate or just luck, either good or bad. Because there is so much for our brains to take in at any given moment, it has to filter out anything that is not immediately necessary or important in that moment. Our brains can only handle seven different things at one time, give or take two, so it has to filter things out. Imagine if you are listening to this while you're driving right now. You have to focus on driving the car, like actually operating it. You have to focus on traffic and the other drivers. You have to focus on the traffic signals and stop signs. You might have to focus on pedestrians or, in my case, more animals than people where I live. Since you're listening to this, you're focused on my voice and hopefully what I'm saying. Depending on where you're going and how many times you've been there, you could be focusing on how to get where you're going and what turns you need to take. You might be thinking about what you need to get done today. Or maybe you're just focusing on how tired you are. Anyway, you get the point of how quickly things add up and you're always focusing on five to nine things at all times that you're awake. This filtering system is where the brain has to decide what to focus on and what it can ignore. And when the brain has more things to focus on than it can handle, something has got to go. What it chooses to let go of is the things that it's certain of. Usually, this is things that it's done over and over again. So if you're driving, that could be the route you take to work. 
if you've ever left your house and ended up at work and found out that you didn't remember any of it, that's because your brain was certain of how to get there. So it wasn't one of the things that it needed to worry about. The reason that I tie control and certainty together is because our conscious minds will try to control anything that it finds uncertainty in. If you think of any situation where you were trying to control something, whether that was what time people got somewhere, what the location was, what kind of attire they wore, it was because your brain can never be certain of what other people will do. So if that's something you're worried about, those concerns are going to be in your five to nine areas of focus. The thing about control, and I know you know this, is that it's futile. It's a giant waste of energy. It's right up there along with worry in terms of using up a bunch of unnecessary time and energy. So in what ways can you rewire your brain so that it releases the need to control? This one can be a little tricky because you will never convince the brain that it doesn't need to know the outcome of something. But what you can do is replace the expected outcome that you're placing on the person or the thing with something else. So for me, for instance, I started ending a lot of my desires with this or something better. And you guys, when I say that I used to be a giant control freak, like that's not even describing it with justice. (laughs) I needed to know everything all the time with everyone. And you know what? It was exhausting. And when I got real with myself about how tired I was of trying to do that, I found something to change it to that felt really good. Because when you think about it, basically everything in your life is uncertain and you are going to use an extensive amount of energy trying to control all of it. What's that saying? There are only two things for certain in life, death and taxes or something like that. I'm probably butchering it, but I think it's something like that. If you sit and think about what you actually have control over in your life, Every single person that listens to this is going to come up with the same answer. Yourself. Yourself. Okay, that's it. You can only control yourself. You can't control your kids or your spouse or your dog or your boss or the weather or the traffic. You can control you. Period. End of story. And some would even argue that they can't control themselves very well. And that's a whole other topic, but you can, you may not want to, or you may feel resistance or whatever, or you may feel like you have no control over emotions or cravings, but you do, you have control over you, but that my friends is where the control ends. And with that said, for a lot of us, control has become a coping mechanism. We feel that if we control everything, that we will feel at peace. But the truth is that control is an illusion. 
I did event planning for years in corporate and there was everything from tents to music, to food, to tables, to decorations, to having people speak, to times for everything to happen. And even when I thought I had everything under control, there were so many times that things went wonky and I had to shift gears on something for whatever reason. Your life is kind of like that. You can spend the time and energy putting all the pieces in place so that everything is perfect, but just know that at any second, your plans could be derailed. This is where surrender is really going to be your friend. This or something better. I'm not telling you not to have an idea of how you'd like things to go or what you'd like someone to do, but Instead of spending so much time trying to control the outcome, trust that it will all work out. Use the energy that you used to use trying to control other people on something that doesn't feel so exhausting. Your brain is designed so that if it's uncertain of something, it will fill in what it thinks will probably happen. Be honest, how many times have you worried about a conversation so you play out the whole thing in your head ahead of time? I'll say this and then he'll say that and then I'll say this. I know I'm not the only one that has done this. So the brain will make up whatever it doesn't know, whatever isn't certain. So give it the answer before you ever get to the point of playing out a conversation that hasn't happened yet in your head. You can think about what you want the desired outcome to be, but then detach from it and say or think this or something better. You're releasing control to the universe, but also giving your brain the answer that it's going to be seeking. This does take some practice. I'm not going to lie. There's still an ambiguity to this or something better. And like I was talking about earlier, ambiguity translates to dangerous in the brain. But I promise that the more you do this, the more comfortable your brain will get and letting go of the certainty will become easier. But also, like I said before, when you realize how much of our lives are actually uncertain, you'll notice how much better you feel when you just release the control of having to have everything figured out all the time because that's just an illusion anyway. Something else I've been thinking about is how when we were kids, we didn't care about certainty or uncertainty, at least not until probably middle school or so. Obviously, this could be different for different kids, but generally speaking, Most kids don't go out to play tag and have a number in mind of how many kids they're going to get out. And if they don't get that many, then they'll see themselves as a failure, right? I know it's a silly example, but really there are lessons to be learned from our younger selves who didn't take everything so seriously all the time. When you were a kid, you most likely didn't have a care in the world for the first seven to 10 years of your life. Again, not true for everyone, I know, but I'm using this example because I think most people can relate or at the very least understand the point I'm trying to make. 
Of course, as you get older and become an adult, you get responsibilities that you didn't have as a kid, like paying bills and feeding yourself and having a place to live. So there is a level of certainty that you must try to attain as you get older, like how you'll get money and how you'll get from place to place and things like that. But even when you think about being employed, if you work for someone else, no matter how old you are, there is a level of uncertainty. There is no such thing as job security in today's world. There just isn't. And I don't say this to scare people or induce fear in any way. I just think we spend so much time worrying about things we have no control over that we live in a state of anxiety all the time. And when we have anxiety, we induce anxiety in those around us. Work on that trust muscle. It's okay to have a plan and even to have a backup plan and maybe a backup to the backup plan. But at some point, you just have to trust that everything is going to be okay. When you do that, you will be amazed at how much easier you breathe, how much more soundly you sleep, and just how much better you feel in general. Remember that your brain sees uncertainty as a threat to its existence. So give it something to be certain about. Know that you are being guided. Know that it's going to be okay. Know that if it's not this, that it will be something better. I just heard someone say this the other day, and I don't even know the guy's name, and I'm not sure if he was quoting someone else or if this was his own thought, but I loved it so much that I wrote it down. Belief isn't about holding on to something super tight. It's about holding your hands open and letting go. And honestly, I can't think of a better way to sum up this episode. Until next time, remember that you are valuable and you're worthy of living the life of your dreams.